Hello, and welcome to The Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown, and today I'll be handing off to Ased Asan for his take on James Robinson's departure from the Jaguars. We just traded James Robinson to the New York Jets for a sixth round draft pick, I believe conditional, uh, up to fifth round. And to also talk a little bit about the Jaguars' loss this past week to the Giants, 23-17. Before I hand off, I do want to go through some box score here, just some notables. Uh, Both quarterbacks having a decent day. Daniel Jones passed for 200 yards, but also ran for 100 yards on us. Uh, Trevor Lawrence passed for 300 yards, but no touchdowns and no interceptions. In the rushing category, Saquon Barkley had a decent day on us as well. Definitely got going towards the end of the game. And then Travis Etienne for the Jaguars with 14 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. Now, very importantly, Etienne also had our only fumble, which he lost in the end zone in a play that likely would have won us the game. But if ifs and buts on the receiving end... Darius Slayton had three pretty key catches for 58 yards and a touchdown for the Giants. That was their opening touchdown. We've also got Wandale Robinson with six catches for 50 yards. And in the receiving category for the Jaguars, Christian Kirk had a a decent day. Seven catches for 96 yards, including that heartbreaker at the end where he was tackled at the one-yard line. And Evan Ingram had several noticeable catches on the day, four for 67 We did have a Jaguar listed with a sack here, Trevon Walker, and the Giants did not sack Trevor Lawrence. So some interesting points here to note in this game. This is uh, yet another game that the Jaguars coulda, shoulda, woulda. We did go down early in this game. The Giants scored on their opening possession a touchdown to uh, Darius Slayton from Daniel Jones. However, the Jaguars were able to answer driving 70 yards in six plays, culminating in a Travis Etienne seven-yard rushing touchdown. And now this is where the Jaguars chose to go for two after a penalty on the extra point actually moved them closer to the goal line. The Giants would then come out and then punt. Jaguars score a field goal on the next possession after a hearty drive of 70 yards across 12 plays. Christian Kirk with this score. The Giants answer with a field goal of their own, bringing the score to 11-10, Jaguars up. This is where ATN fumbles at the end of an eight-play, 76-yard drive here. Really, really weird play. The Giants are able to score another field goal on the following possession. The Jaguars do get the ball back one more time before the end of the first half, but are unable to score. However, they come out in the third quarter, and Trevor leads the team on a seven-play, 73-yard touchdown drive. This one, Trevor running it in himself. Now, and for me, the highlight of the game, the Giants do do come out and uh, drive down the field in the following possession and wind up with a turnover on downs on a fourth and two at the Jacksonville three-yard line. A really, really, really excellent defensive showing, especially after... A roughing the passer penalty really aided the Giants in getting that close to scoring. 
a touchdown, a couple punts by both teams, and then a Jaguars theme of the season. They themselves having a turnover on downs, uh, fourth and one at the New York Giants 20-yard line. And that was after a 12-play, 60-yard drive. Lawrence unable to sneak it this time for the conversion. The Giants were able to capitalize on this turnover on downs and march down the field in 10 plays, 79 yards to score and put themselves up 20 to 17. Jaguars then get the ball back with about five and a half minutes to go. We've got a false start on Jawan Taylor. We've got a couple of incomplete passes by Trevor Lawrence and a catch by Marvin Jones. Not enough for a first down here. The Jaguars opt to punt on a fourth and five. The Giants uh, get the ball back then and are able to go down the field and score a field goal. By this point, they're basically running all over the Jags. I mean, almost every play on this drive is a run. We got Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and Matt Breida out there. Now comes the test of time, and I was at a bar in Boston watching this game with Cowboys fans who were sticking around to hopefully watch the their NFC East rival Giants lose to the Jags. However, I assured them before the Jags even got the ball back that that would not be the case. And indeed, although we got close, although we got close, Trevor Lawrence's 16-yard pass to Christian Kirk with no time left uh, was not enough to score. The Giants able to come up with a stop there. So handing over to Ased. How about it? Well, we got some sad news to report. Uh, James Robinson is gone. He has been traded to the New York Jets. So this is a James Robinson appreciation podcast today. We're going to miss you, James Robinson. If you haven't got a chance, everyone should go read his article on the Players' Tribune. Really good stuff. You know, he's thanking the Jaguars for actually giving him a chance. So is a guy who might not have ever got a chance to play in the NFL. And here he is getting traded to the Jets. And, man, they might even make the playoffs. So the Jets look pretty good. And with Brees Hall tearing his ACL, James Robinson's definitely going to get some carries over there with the New York Jets. I love James Robinson, a huge fan of his. I'm glad I didn't get his jersey. I wanted to, but every time I get a jersey of a player, they get traded anyways or, you know, leave leave for free agency. I, I think the James Robinson thing is very interesting. I, I think this just shows that the Jaguars have really bought in on Travis Etienne all the way. And Etienne has looked good aside from that fumble he had when they were about to score. And that would have been a huge play too. And I feel like that could have been the decision maker in that Giants game. Yes, James Robinson, we're going to miss you a lot, man. I think all of Duval is going to miss you a lot and wish you best of luck, man. I hope you have a very long, successful career. Now, moving on quickly to the Giants and Jaguars game. Man, how about that? My heart was beating out of my chest because I thought the Jaguars were going to somehow get some kind of miracle play and Christian Kirk was going to score and they drove all the way down the field with the help of a penalty. And they almost won the game. Painful. But, man, um, I'm getting sick of seeing fourth downs not converted. I mean, we, we've seen it every single week, and it seems like we lose on a fourth down every single week or a, or a roughing the passer every single week. And we had another one this week, I think on a little con. And, man, that hurts because it feels like the Jaguars should just win all of these games. 
But looking forward to this Sunday where the Jaguars play the Denver Broncos, of course. I'm here uh, in the Denver area. Bentley, you know, was in Colorado for a while. So he's familiar with how, how big these Broncos fans are and how disappointed they are. I mean, they've been booing Russell Wilson every single game, booing the fuck out of him. It's actually kind of insane. He has not had that breakout Russell Wilson game yet. And we know he played poorly last season, but a lot of people attribute it to uh, just kind of just chalk it up to injury. But Russell Wilson does not look good aside from that first half against the Chargers. And then he just laid an egg in the second half against the Chargers there on Monday Night Football. So now Russell Wilson and his high knees on the plane are in London to play the Jaguars, who, you know, it is a Jaguars home game. Let's go, JJs. We look forward to trying to get a win here because maybe I'm being too optimistic here, but this division is not over yet but now this is a must win and i promise this will be the last time i say this because if they don't win this week then yes it, it's a wrap the Titans play the texans but the texans can compete with them i believe malik willis will be playing starting at quarterback for the Titans. of course they're a very well coached team i think they'll use malik willis's legs to their advantage and we just need the Titans to lose really and the jags you know desperately need to pick up a win on their own no, no matter what happens with the Titans. This is a great chance. The Broncos' offense has just been absolutely awful, and this defense needs a get-right game, I think, because they started off the season really hot, and they've been you know, average to below average since then. And they can't get any pass rush going, man. They can't cover anybody. So I think this is a get-right game for the defense. And for the offense, I think it's a true test because this Denver defense is really good. The pass rush is good. So it's a real big test for the O-line. And then, you know, they have Pat Sertan, a young corner who is shaping up to be one of the best corners in the league. Definitely look forward to watching the Christian Kirk-Sertan matchup and see what this offense can do against this defense and how our defense actually is. Because this is going to tell us the story. Because if Denver, you know, puts up... Denver is the lowest scoring team in the league. So if they put up a lot of points on the Jaguars, that's going to tell us what we need to know about the Jaguars defense, I think. So a must-win game for the Jags, London, 7.30 in Denver, 9.30 over there on the East Coast, a little early morning action, get some mimosas in, you know, get a breakfast burrito, watch the game, and hopefully we're not depressed before noon, you know, because that would be a really bad start, bad way to start a, a Sunday morning is watching the Jaguars lose, especially for me since I'm waking up at 6 a.m. But I think the Jaguars, what they got to do, man, they, they can't abandon the run. Just let ETN loose. Let Trevor get in some quick passes. I think they should go with the quick game crossers, little hitches, and just start moving the ball up because you want to get a good lead in this game. And I think they, they'll be able to hold a lead against this Denver Broncos team because um, let's be honest, that, that offense is atrocious right now. And let's hope to God this is not the Russell Wilson breakout. So until next time, until we have a full episode, thank you for listening. Let's go, JJs. We really desperately need this win. So let's go get it, man. And James Robinson, thank you for everything. Oof. Well put, well put, man. So my dad, a Cowboys fan, on his own volition, watched a recorded version of the Jaguars-Giants game while remaining in the dark. Didn't know who won. And I, I thought, you know, I could save him the trouble and say... You may want to skip this one, but it wasn't that bad of a game after all. And it is nice to have someone be able to empathize with my pain, our pain. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Drunken Jaguar. This is an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. 
Thank you, Asad, for your comments, and go Jags. Thank you.